Welcome to our weekly energy update with Investec Head of Commodities, Callum McPherson. Good morning, Callum. Good morning, Lan. There were sharp falls in oil prices at the end of last week as Brent fell below $86 per barrel. What has been going on? Well, as you say, Brent crashed lower uh, on Friday. It went through the the lows of mid-October, which were at 88.77, and reached a low of uh, 85.80 on Friday. And that's the lowest Brent's traded since uh, late September, where it reached a low of 83.65. Uh, 65. And uh, in many ways, it seems quite a surprising move. I mean, given that we've got the OPEC plus cuts, which have now come into force, uh, we have new sanctions on Russia only a few weeks away. And there's also been an increase in speculative interest in, in oil. So investors going long oil because they, they thought that oil was going to go higher. Uh, the worry, of course, is about uh, COVID in China. Uh, although the Chinese are looking like they want to try and find ways of reopening the economy next year. Um, we have to get through the winter first, and that looks like it's going to be tricky. COVID cases are rising. Uh, lockdowns are likely to follow and to grow and spread, and, and that is inevitably going to have an impact on demand. Also, the flip side to the sanctions uh, that are coming into force in, in, in Russia or against Russia, is that the Russians are probably trying to push as much crude out into the market at the moment as they possibly can to to, to get product to market ahead of those uh, sanctions coming into force, um, drawing down inventories and and so on. And that may help to explain some of the weakness that we're seeing at the moment in in the physical markets. Um, But of course, that that is a temporary effect. Um, This could go into reverse next month. And indeed, the COVID challenge for China over the winter is a temporary effect, albeit one that that could last uh, a number of months. Um, It's also worth noting that that the cap um, that is being imposed on on Russian uh, crude and products is another area of uncertainty because that hasn't been determined yet. Um, But there's an argument that's actually a bullish rather than a a bearish problem because the, the cap really is a loophole around the uh, additional sanctions. And so uh, uncertainty about that cap being introduced is perhaps a bullish uh, factor, arguably. OPEC are meeting in about two weeks. What is their reaction going to likely be? Well, it's a tricky one for OPEC because um, the if, if you look at the impact that the cuts they've already, make, already made and what they're likely to do to demand next year, they, they point to a pretty significant deficit, judging by most people's forecast. So if you look beyond the current position of the markets and, and the worries about China over the winter and so on, then the outlook last, next year is potentially looking much tighter. And you've also got to consider that OPEC of uh, at least what, what they announced their last meeting was that they're going to go back to having only two meetings a year rather than a meeting every month. So it's less easy for them to say, well, we'll just to have a look at and see, see how it goes next month and then decide then. Um, so at least if they're going to stick to that schedule, they do have to make a call now about, about the next six months. And so they may have to just um, sort of go with it and... Uh, except that there could be quite some volatility in markets in the meantime. It's possible, though, on the other hand, they will schedule an extraordinary meeting, say, in in January, so that they can have some more time to see what the impact of the fresh sanctions on Russia are, how the COVID situation in China starts to play out, and and then make a more informed decision in in January. Um, As yet, there hasn't been much chatter from OPEC members, so we don't really know what the thinking is, but that may start to build over the next couple of weeks as in the run-up to the meeting. And what next for oil? 
Well, we certainly have a very uncertain, I think, few weeks uh, with, with the OPEC meeting coming up. We've got the additional sanctions, the price cap under discussion, COVID in China. feels a bit like anything's possible, but it, it is worth noting we have had a very big move lower already. Um, so it's a possibility we may see prices recover. And, and uh, if prices do move higher, we'd be looking at the 50-day average, which as uh, an initial uh, target, which is at 92.50. And then on the downside, we have the September low of uh, 83. 65 to consider. Let's turn now to European gas and electricity markets. Prices have been relatively calm lately, but it is getting colder. How is this impacting markets in Europe? Well, the European gas inventory build does now appear to be at a turning point. So having advanced to about 95% full uh, by continuing to build at a time of year when inventory is normally starting to, to draw down already, but now storage levels have started to decline, uh, particularly given that it was rather cold last week. Um, whereas until then, we have been uh, having pretty mild weather a- across Europe. Over the next week, the forecast is starting to look a little bit warmer again. So that's going to help to uh, slow declines. But we are now into that time of year where there's going to be a, a downward trajectory in uh, in inventories. The gas market has also been made somewhat tighter as a result of a fire in the uh, Norwegian um, Asgard field, which... Um, uh, slowed production there, but uh, Norwegian flows are, have now since recovered uh, from that. Um, also, um, on the infrastructure side, it's worth noting that the interconnector, uh, gas interconnector between Britain and, and Belgium is, has been out of action uh, due to planned maintenance that continues until the end of this month. Uh, and that has been limiting the ability for excess gas coming into Britain, LNG and various other sources uh, from, from being exported to the continent. And, and this, of course, is exacerbating the problem of the buildup of LNG cargoes, which have been leading to this, this oversupply in, in the UK market. Uh, and, and consequently, the, there's now a very significant difference again between the price here and the price on the continent. In fact, it's, it's roughly double um, the price. The price in Holland is roughly double the price here. So far as the outlook, I mean, it's worth noting that the December UK gas contract did trade as high as 900, getting on for 900 pence per therm uh, back in, in August when the uh, Nord Stream 1 pipeline was first uh, shut down, but is now trading under 300 pence per therm. So we've had a very significant change in in the outlook for this winter due to the rapid inventory build and and so on. But that also highlights how much the the market can change again. So I think we do need to be very mindful of that as we start to see inventories decline as we progress through the winter. Thank you, Kyla. We'll chat again next week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Investec's Weekly Energy Update with Callum McPherson. If you'd like to discuss any of the contents of the podcast, drop Callum an email on callum.mcpherson at investec.co.uk or visit investec.com forward slash commodities. Until next time, thank you.